Welcome into Wildcat Country, your daily Kentucky podcast from SEC Country. I'm your host, Curtis Birch. I think a good portion of you already know, but this will be the last edition of Wildcat Country that features me. I don't know exactly what's going to go on after I leave the hosting position here, but I just wanted to start off by thanking everybody for listening, for tweeting, for commenting, for being part of the community we built here. I'll still be around covering Kentucky basketball, football, all of UK athletics. Easiest way to find me, as I mentioned, is on Twitter, at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. I also... Appear on Big Blue Insider, which is weeknights when it's not preempted. It's weeknights, 6 to 8 p.m., unless it's preempted by a UK Athletics event. Also, I'm on Sunday Morning Sports Talk from 9 to 12, also on WLAP. That's 6.30 out of Lexington. You can find it on iHeart. Also, still uh, blog and write for BigBlueInsider.com. And I have my own website. Uh, Big Blue, um, my own website is CurtisBirch.com. That's just kind of a biographical website that I actually will be updating shortly because it still says that I'm the host of this podcast. Um, so let's get to some Kentucky news. And um, I will say uh, I'm out here in Portland currently. We listened to the one before this with Kyle and I. I mentioned that. I'm still out here recording this on Friday at 10.22 a.m. Pacific time. So that makes it what... 1.22 p.m. East Coast time. Um, got a chance to see the Team USA for the Nike Hoops on my practice three times this week. Sadly, Keldon Johnson was held out of all live drills during those practices because of that ankle injury he suffered in his second to last high school basketball game but I did get to see a lot of Tyler Hero and I did get to see a lot of uh, some other guys also last night I got a chance to see the world team scrimmage and I'll just say it this is a prediction before the game so I could be proven wrong and hopefully the jinx of Kyle Tucker prediction doesn't you know proceed to me since I'm on an SEC country podcast but I think the world team's going to dominate. Their scrimmage was, was unbelievable. They're going to probably have the best player on the floor. R.J. Barrett's ranked number one for a reason. Um, from what I saw last night, he he was just so impressive. He He's like the best ball handler on the floor, and he's just got the size. He, he has everything you want. He can score at every level. He's just a super impressive dude. And then the other thing the world team really has for it is it has just a ton of size. It has four centers listed, and all of them are just unbelievably good. Um, Charles Bassey, people in Kentucky might be familiar with because he goes to the Aspire Academy out of Louisville. Um, he is from Nigeria, obviously. He's currently in the United States. Most of the guys on the world team are playing basketball in the United States in high school. Um, but he's on there. Uh, Kofi Cockburn who is a 2019 um, player. He's only 17-year-old. He was really impressive. And Daniel Otura, Aturu, he's going to go to Minnesota. He was unbelievable. I mean, he just dunking on everybody, some of the most vicious dunks you'll ever see. He was throwing down in the scrimmage. And I should mention this scrimmage was in front of I, I probably close to, I would say over 50 NBA scouts easily. We were at the Portland Trailblazers practice facility. The place was packed 
with mostly scouts. There was a ton of media there as well. And then at one point, uh, Portland Trailblazers star Damian Lillard walked in and watched. I think he came in. I don't know if he saw any of the world scrimmages, but I believe he was there for almost the entire uh, scrimmage of the USA team. So there was a lot of eyes on these guys, and there was a lot of pressure. I mean, we talk about pressure, you know, in-game when uh, things are on the line. I think this is something that can build that because this is potentially all these guys that are on these teams, their goal is to make a living off of playing basketball in the near future. And so if you want to talk about pressure, I mean, it's one thing to be in an actual game with the game on the line, but these scrimmages have their own kind of pressure. And I think it's very useful for these guys to be participating in these things because it'll help them deal with a pressure a pressure of a different kind and once you kind of can deal with you know uh, pressure that will impact your life uh, the same can be true for when you're in a game um so but i did want to mention a couple of the other guys uh, that were impressive josh green who's only a junior he goes to img academy in florida he's from australia super uh impressive guard six six uh, he has a lot going for him there was a, a out of Argentina, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Leandro Bomaro was shooting the lights out. Someone told me he couldn't hit a shot in the scrimmage in the practice before the one that I missed earlier this week, but he could he was just hitting every three that he attempted. Kind of got a funky shot, but was really good. Uh, Jalen Horde, who is going to, I believe he is going to, sorry can't read the line here he's going to wake forest so you'll see him in college basketball he's from france he was good and brez i'm terrible with this is like the worst event possible for me because i cannot pronounce these names ignis bradowski he's going to michigan um so he'll be going to a team that competed in the national championship game he's pretty good as well i'm um, um, finally, oh, I did get to uh, two other guys I want to mention. One, Andrew Num- Numhard. I think that's how you say it. It's spelled N-E-M-B-H-A-R-D. Numhard. I think that's how you would say it. Uh, he's from Canada. He goes to Mount, Mount Verde. He's going to go to Florida next year. I caught up with him after practice and, you know, just talked a little bit. I have the, the video. They're out on my, my Twitter account. He basically said that uh, he thinks the SEC is going to be good, which is not surprising. But he said he thinks Florida is going to be the next te- best team next season. So that's not too surprising that he thinks his team will be the best. But it's interesting to kind of hear it. And it's interesting to see all the talent that is going to go to the SEC at this event. And as you saw in the weeks prior at the Jordan Brand and McDonald's, all the guys that will go to the SEC. Uh, finally, wrap it up um, from the world side. Um, Nafale Dante, he is only 16 years old. He is six foot eleven, has a five foot eleven wingspan. He was holding his own against those other giants that I mentioned, the dudes that, you know, are 17, 18 year olds that are gonna be in college, if not next year, the year after, and have a little bit more experience, and they're just beasts down low. But Dante uh, was really good. He's from Mali. A report by Rivals earlier this week is that he has offers from Kansas because he goes to Sunrise Christian Academy in Kansas. 
He has offer from Kansas, Michigan, I think, and one other. And But now Kentucky is showing some interest. And according to rivals Eric Bossy, which I was reading, he's in contention to be the number one player in the 2020 class. So that's somebody to keep an eye on um, going forward. It's, it's would be... I, I was really impressed with him, and specifically being as young as he was and still having two more years of high school basketball, his ceiling would just be incredible. Moving on to the world, guys. As I mentioned, Keldon Johnson didn't play. One thing I did notice out of him, off of him, uh, from him was that he, very energetic off the bench, was cheering. You know, he was um, his injury I don't think is super serious. I would venture to guess if this was a... Um, conference game when he was at Kentucky, he'd he'd play. You know, if it was maybe some preseason stuff or against lower level competition, he'd sit out. But as a, as he said earlier in the week, he just doesn't want to risk it. He was going through a lot of drills and you know was warming up with a trainer, doing that little dot drill that you do where you put like six dots on the ground and then you jump around he's doing that on his individual ankle still had a little like the slightest of limp and you know it kind of would be more pronounced after he did a couple drills or something but I don't think there's any concern going forward and you know I doubt he'll suit up and play in the game tonight but I think he would be capable if you really really wanted to but as he said he does just not worth the risk of injury um I guess I'll start off with the guys that most impressed me. And, you know, obviously Cam Reddish is the top rated player that's playing for, that's healthy and playing for the USA team. Um, I should mention the guys that are out. Lewis King, injured knee. Zion Williamson has a cast on his hand because of uh, what I was, someone told me, uh, like a dislocated thumb or something that happened in the McDonald's game, I believe, where he came down on his, on his, hand it was mcdonald's or jordan one of the all-stars and kind of like landed on it and pushed it out he so his hand was in a cast um and wasn't playing and romeo langford i think they said it was a shoulder so he's not playing as well so those are three dudes that are really really good that could have helped the usa team um but they're all out with injury so you know when take those off the table cam reddish is probably far and away the best best guy on the team he can you know do it all he can lead the break he can play a little bit. I, don't, I didn't. I didn't see him playing in the post, but you know he can shoot really well. He can do everything. So he was great. Quentin Grimes going to Kansas. I swear it. It's, it felt like he didn't miss when they went to live action. He he was he had an incredible shooting performances during the practices and during the scrimmage. I'd say, um, yeah, he probably shot the ball the best out of all the guys uh, that were there. Also, his future Kansas teammate David McCormick. I mean, 6'10", 259 is what he listed at. Um, he just went to Oak Hill. He's just crazy built. He's uh, going to be a stud in the post for Kansas. He was dunking on a lot of people. He would just throw it down with such force. It actually came back to bite him a couple of times where he would bounce it off the back of the rim and would miss a dunk. That happened one or two times during the three practices I saw. Obviously, he's impressive. Bobo going to Oregon. You Kentucky fans are probably familiar with him because he was, you know, kind of flirting with Kentucky at times and um, was on the USA under-19 or got cut from the USA under-19 team that John Calipari coached. And that kind of uh, was a storyline uh, going back all the way. But ends up, with, ends up signing with Oregon and actually played for uh, Paul Washington, P.J. Washington's father, 
at Finley Prep for high school. Um, yes, he is Manute Bowles' son. He is 7'2", and I swear it feels like he's taller. I don't know what his wingspan is, but he constantly does this thing where he'll just stand and he'll grab the the net, which a lot of players, I mean, most players that are over, I don't know, probably 6'8", six, six, can do it kind of easily where they just grab the net and then they kind of hang. But the way he does it, he, like, grabs the net, but it's like his arms aren't even really hanging. They're just, I mean, it's just crazy to see how tall he is. He made a couple nice passes. I think the thing with him is, you know, being that tall, it's a little it's a little tough to, to get maneuvered um, around people. He gets a little stiff sometimes, and I, I think that's just due to his height. Um, but he can affect shots unbelievably. I mean, there were a couple of times when guys think thought that they had, you know, floaters. They were going to just do a little floater. And his arm just inspector gadget and just kept going and would just block the shot. And they would kind of just, like in the beginning, they would look at it and, you know, they've played with him a ton. But still, when you're doing it, you still don't expect it sometimes. And so they would look at it and they were kind of like, was that a gold hand? No, he's just that crazy long. So uh, he obviously is just impressive from the fact of, you know, what he is physically. Also, Darius Garland, really, really solid guy. Uh, he had in a, a, probably the best, his best day in the scrimmages. I actually got a chance to sit next to his dad, um, who played professionally in Italy. Uh, was really good dude. Um, he talked, uh, I, I mentioned him, um, asked him about Tyler Hero, and he said, he can play. That's the what uh, Garland's dad said. You know, and uh, Garland obviously going to Vanderbilt. Many people are kind of, um, I'm um, saying, why would you go to Vanderbilt if you're a five star? Well, there's multiple five stars going to Vanderbilt this year, and um, sorry, I was reading Twitter. Um, Multiple five stars because there's something that's kind of kind of breaking right now that I missed that I'll mention. It's about a guy going pro, which most of us expected. I'll mention it at the end of the podcast, wrapping up. Um, uh, but Garland's going to Vanderbilt, and you know one of the things was why would you go to Vanderbilt if you're a five star? Well, he's from Nashville, so staying home. And two, he's actually had a relationship with the Drew family. Um, going back to when he was in first grade, uh, his said his bio says he's born in Gary, Indiana. Obviously, the Drew family, famous for Valpo, Indiana. Um, they must have crossed paths somewhere. I didn't get into a ton of detail with him. So he had the relationship with the coach, the coaching staff's family. You know, the Drew family, and he's staying home, so it makes a ton of sense. And he is really impressive. Uh, he was. Making shots, making plays, getting to the rim. I mean, he's at he's listed at six two, so you know maybe a little undersized in in for like the pro game, but for the college game, he's going to be a terror at Vander, and he's going to be Vanderbilt, and he's going to just be really really good. Um, I think that's everybody that's healthy that I mentioned, except for the Kentucky. Oh, Trey Jones going to Duke. Um, he had a really solid solid. Uh, couple days i i'm gonna be honest like he didn't it was one of those guys where you just knew he was playing well not exceptional he wasn't catching your eye a ton and if that that's what he needs to do at duke so 
he could seems like he's already filling that role to a certain extent in these all-star games he just seems to be pretty solid um all right so we'll wrap up with the practice stuff with tyler hero um i listen it was it was a tough couple days for him he did not shoot the ball well it which isn't i mean sometimes you just don't shoot the ball well um but I kind of tried to keep his stats in the the scrimmage portion, which happened last night, which they basically played a full game against. Oh, I'm going to jump. I'll jump into this after I, I mention what hero. But who they played against were fun because, as I mentioned, they were short on on players because of injuries. Also, there was um, and now I, his name is not on the roster, so forgive me. And he will probably make me pay for it by like getting to another Final Four with Jay Wright. But uh, I think his name's Cole something with an S. He's going to Vander, uh, going to Villanova. He he isn't on this roster because he was joined late because of all the injuries. So what all the injuries caused were the USA team scrimmage against a couple like a practice team that was put together. And I'll get to that kind of crazy story that happened. Um, but Tyler Hero, here's his stats from that little game they played. He went one for eight from the floor and was 0 for four from behind the arc. These aren't official. These are just what I kept. I might have missed a made shot or something, but I, I tried to keep as close stabs on him as I could. He had a couple boards. He had an assist or two, I think. Um, but overall, it just wasn't. It just didn't seem to be his night. I will say this: when they made the first sub, the, he was the first guy off the bench for Team USA. So you would think that that would kind of show what the coaching staff thinks of him. But just a bad shooting night, and we'll see what he does in the actual Nike Hoop Summit game. That's going to happen. Um, he was looking forward to it. He talked about how he wanted the win. He performed on Jordan Brand, the actual game. So maybe he's kind of like when the when the lights are on, he'll get it going. And you know, a possible reason of the poor shooting. He actually said that it was his first time playing in front of uh, that cr- a crowd of NBA scouts. So as I mentioned with the you know kind of earlier about when I was going through the world team stuff kind of the pressure that that puts on you this is his first time playing in front of all these guys he might be overthinking just a little bit and if you're thinking just a little bit too much your shot could suffer so uh, the team that the nike uh usa team hoop summit team played was it was pretty hysterical because they handed out this sheet before the game started and at the top it says portland generals obviously an homage to the washington generals who the globetrotters famously have lost to for how many million times in a row or whatever and maybe actually that streak might have been stopped at some point i can't remember though i thought i read a story on that but anyway that's what it, it was in reference to so they called themselves the portland generals it's kind of a group of mostly college grads a couple of guys still in college there's a, a player a forward a redshirt junior from oregon state and then a couple, one high school guy and one guy who just graduated from high school, um, Kevin Porter, who is going to USC next season, was was really impressive. He was really, really good, and he's a four-star guy, so he's not like completely out of place on a talent level. He really looked like he had something to prove. The other guy that was, um, and now I'm not going to be able to find, oh, there he is, was really entertaining to watch was Tanner Omled. You probably have no idea who that is. He graduated from Western Oregon. Um, he's six foot four. He was this 
six foot four a white guy with a goatee kind of like reddish blonde hair and he was like throwing down some dunks and it was just fun to watch and at one point he kind of said something about i couldn't i didn't get the full context but it was it was something like well this is better than hanging sheetrock like i was doing earlier i don't know if he's like in construction now or what but it's kind of a, in my mind that would be an amazing story if you know this this guy graduates college four year basketball player probably one of the stars of western oregon i'm maybe i'll look up his stats real quick um while i'm while i'm jabbering on here um but and then he comes he gets the call um from someone in the nike or uh, USA basketball camp said, "Hey man, we need some guys to run. Can you come out and play?" And he comes in and just uh, was just impressive in 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 his performance. Because what ends up hap- what ended up happening is they these Portland Generals won a quarter of the scrimmage. the The scores were reset every quarter, and in the third quarter, they won twenty six to twenty over. The USA team, which was, I thought it was just impressive. I mean, um, <laughs> I I don't know what what more you would want from that. those. Are some great competition, as I mentioned. A lot of the highly touted guys, Langford and Zion Williamson, are out, so you don't get a full complement of the USA guys. Um, finally, we'll wrap it up with this: uh, Hamadou Diallo, according to John Rothstein. Oh, actually, I just found it. Um, I have. Tanner Omlid's bio here. Hold on. I, let me get his current stats because they were showing his. Okay. Yeah. He was a. Listen to this. Played 31 games, averaged 30 minutes, scored 15.6 points, um, and grabbed 7.6 rebounds. He shot 36% from threes. He had a couple threes in the game. It was just fun to watch a guy like that. And I don't. I should have asked him after the game, but I was getting some interviews with you know some of the guys. Uh, about the event, just figure out what he was doing, but that was kind of a, a little, little neat side thing that that ended up happening. So, finally, that mention that kind of broke when I was recording here a little bit. Hamadou Diallo, according to John Rothstein, who you either love or hate on Twitter. There is no middle ground. You have two options with John Rothstein Twitter. You either like it or hate it. But he does report news, and he is a pretty good he is a good reporter. He said Kentucky's Hamadou Diallo is expected to sign with an agent and enter the 2018 NBA draft per multiple sources. Official announcement expected soon. I will update my email right now. Nothing officially from Kentucky, but most people thought this would come in, was coming, so um, there it is. Hamadou Diallo is gone. He will make way for some of those guards. Um, going forward, I uh, probably should mention, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, and if you haven't, you can go find it on my Twitter feed. Just click on the media. Uh, I'll paraphrase. Actually, I'll get, the, I'll get the quote up that I typed out so I don't butcher it. But I actually asked in the podcast before this, Kyle and I were talking about Tyrese Maxey, so yesterday morning, I asked both Keldon Johnson and Tyler Hero about Maxi. Keldon Johnson said he's a dynamic player. We'd love to have him, whether it's this year or next. Immediately, someone responded to me and said, is he implying that he'll be there for his sophomore year, meaning Keldon Johnson? 
Um, he shouldn't get people's hopes up like that or something to that extent. I I don't think that Calvin Johnson was making any kind of grand statements by saying this year or next year. He was simply saying that join us because once you go to Kentucky, you know, the saying once a wildcat, always a wildcat. So even if Keldon Johnson isn't there, he would still be joining, you know, Keldon Johnson in the, the brotherhood of Kentucky players. Tyler Hero's answer um, kind of went a little bit viral on the Internet. And it, it basically, I, I asked him about Max. He said he didn't know him much. And he said that, you know, he didn't, he just saw the, he saw on Twitter about um, the fact that Maxie might reclassify and, and come to Kentucky. But, so he didn't have much to say. So I asked him, I kind of followed up and said, would you just em- embrace the, the competition? Because in the day the day previous uh, with Hero, I, I kind of, he, he was talking a lot about, how much he's looking forward to Kentucky's practices and how much the competition will, you know, make everybody better. So I kind of phrased it that way. If he would, if Maxie came, would he embrace that competition? And he said, yeah, I would. But I think right now, if Ashton reclassifies, I think we have a lot of guards already. So, I mean, people have interpreted that whichever way they would. I, I don't think it's a big deal. Some people have kind of gotten upset about it. There was a report now that actually came out from Kyle via Maxie's quote-unquote mentor that the reclassification talk is is a little premature. And then on top of all that, Maxie's father is um, relieved of his job at SMU. So now in, you would imagine SMU is out of the running, so it seems like Kentucky is the clear, clear, clear favorite to get him. So that's going to go be an, an ongoing, I don't want to say saga, because that has negative connotations, but storyline that will that everyone should keep an eye on. Um, and you know, finally, I guess I, I haven't been covering a lot, but I do want to give a shout out to UK football. Uh, I've been on the road, so I've missed some of the media availabilities, but I do have a ton of interviews that I do with them throughout the year. And you can, if you're following along with me on any of the social media or the website I mentioned earlier, uh, you'll you'll be able to see those. But they're spring games tonight. It's before the Hoop Summit. I won't be able to, I obviously will not be in Lexington to watch that, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with the quarterbacks, who plays well, who doesn't play well, and I'm interested to see the defense this season. So a lot of great stuff on the horizon for UK Athletics, a lot of fun stuff to that would be, you know, you'll want to keep tabs on. Uh, if you like podcasts and like listening to people talk about those things, and particularly if you like you know me talking about those things for whatever reason you you if you've become kind of a quote unquote fan of me and the the way i mm, disseminate information i guess that's a decent way to put it you can just be sure to be following along i in the next couple of weeks i think i'm going to announce something that i'm going to be doing going forward so just Keep your eyes peeled at Curtis Birch on Twitter, B-U-R-C-H. On Facebook, I have at, it's Curtis Birch Radio. As I mentioned, CurtisBirch.com. I'll I'll be, anything I get, you know, new project-wise will be listed there. And I'll say it one more time. I'm on the radio. Do 6.30 WLAP with Big Blue Insider from 6 to 8 p.m. Weeknights, unless it's preempted by a UK athletic event. 
And then Sunday morning from 9 to noon on 6.30 WLAP with Sunday morning sports talk. So you can still hear me there going forward. Um, thanks to everyone who reached out and said nice things about this podcast. I will mention, I'm going to try to write back to all you guys who kind of left a comment that you were sad to see this go. I am too, but it's been fun. Felt like I've been able to grow a little bit in my production and, you know, just learn some new things, learn some new tools and grow as a podcaster, radio voice, whatever we are in this new media format. So thanks so much for everybody for listening to this. And for the last time, you've been listening to Wildcat Country. I'll be talking to you soon.